as most of you know, uh, this is healing night tonight. However, uh, the message I have for you is part two of the dynamic duo. All right, and so that this message fits right along with what we're um, what we're doing here tonight, and we're going to minister and lay hands on the sick. And they are going to recover just as the Lord promised. And so if you have a Bible, turn with me to John chapter 14. John 14. And uh, let's go ahead and look at verse 16. John 14, 16. It, uh, the Lord Jesus here said, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. So what did the Lord say? He would give us another helper. And if you were with us last time, you probably recall that there is a difference in being a helper and being a doer. And the, the, the Holy Spirit was never sent here to do everything for us, but rather He was sent to help us do everything. Amen. And, and you know, and if we don't do it, He's not going to take over. That's, he's really secure, <laughs> and, and, and he's not going to step out of his assignment, so to speak. The Lord is here to help us not to do everything for us. Someone said, I just don't understand. If God wanted this person to be healed, or if God wanted this person to experience whatever blessing that he has, then certainly it would happen, right? <laughs> well, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We don't, we don't have to be around this planet too long to see that there is tragedy and there is a lot of suffering and pain all around the world, yet we serve a very good and powerful God. He's, there's either something wrong here or that's just simply not the way things work. Amen. That God doesn't just because He wills and because He decides step in and intervene in every person's life and make everything perfect okay that's not again obviously that's not the way it works but he is our helper isn't he he wants to help us so we have got to know what to do so he can be there to help us praise the lord this is a relationship that is vital in our lives for us to understand i want you to look at the ninth chapter of the book of john again there is um god's side and there is the man's side of every equation and everything that we deal with and a lack of supernatural happenings in life is not a lack of action on god's part how many know a lot of people think that's just the case if something's not happening well god's not doing it if people aren't getting healed it's because god is not healing people that's not true that's not even true, but you can see how that thinking and that mindset keeps many, many people in bondage year after year and many through their whole lives. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced of this. Many uh, make it to heaven and they show up and they found out that they were waiting on God their whole life to do something for them, but they, they discover that he was waiting on them to take a step of faith so he could help. Amen. I, I mean, what will the Holy Spirit help us do? Well, just think about it. Will, will He help us pray? But will He pray for us? I mean, will He do our praying for us? No, no but if you pray, He'll help you. <laughs> Isn't that right? I, I believe that right now um, that He's helping me to teach and to minister. Because I know in and of myself, 
Yikes. There's just not a whole lot there. But if I do it, if I take a step of faith, then he'll help me. Amen. When a person is filled with the Spirit, how many know the Holy Spirit doesn't speak in other tongues? Did you ever read that in the Bible? (laughs) But what does he do? He helps. How? By giving people utterance. The way that God works in all areas is he gives us a promise that we can step out on and trust him. And we take a step of faith. And then that's when he kicks in. Amen. When you move, that's when he moves. And we've got some good things going on here. Because there is an element of this already taking place. Because we have taken a step, maybe not a difficult one, but for some it might be. We've taken a step and we're here. We're here to meet with Him. We're here to draw upon His resources and His power. And just by taking that step, things have already been set in motion. That's why we sing, the anointing is working in me. Why? I believe it's true. We've taken a step of faith. We've, we, we've moved forward. And the Holy Spirit is now here to help. Amen. So you're, so you're saying if something's not happening and it's not God's lack of doing something, then you're saying that maybe something's wrong with me. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but here's the good news. There's something right with him. <laughs> Amen. I don't really take it as such a big insult if someone says there might be something wrong on your end. You're probably right. <laughs> Likely. I've been around me for a while. I know that's just not, that's not a big stretch to think that maybe I'm thinking wrong or believing wrong or, or not acting in an appropriate way. I don't have to stretch to believe that. But I can always rest in this, that God is right. He is faithful. He is working. If God were not for us, how many know there's no hope for any of us? If he wants me to, be, uh, to suffer sickness and disease, man, I am toast. But if he wants me well and has made provision for it, and now I learn to cooperate with him, then I can do this. Amen. I can, I can change my thinking. I can adjust my behavior, my acts. I can adjust my position so that I can receive from him. But again, this is a working relationship that we have with the Lord. We are not to take a passive position where we sit back and just wait on him to do everything. No, he's moved and now we take a step of faith and he helps. Amen. Praise the Lord. John chapter 9 verse 1. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Of course, there's a lot in here. Uh, They believe that if someone was born with a condition that either uh, the mother sinned or the parents sinned or the child sinned before coming out of the womb. That was their belief. That's why they they asked this question. Jesus answered and said, neither. That's not the reason. He said, neither this man nor his parents uh, sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Notice that language. He said, I must work the works 
of him who sent me. Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me. Who is him who sent me? God the Father. Notice Jesus is not waiting for him to do his work. He said, I must work his work. It, and Jesus, of course, is the one we follow. He, he, he's, the, he's how we learn how to do all this stuff. If he was working the works of God, then we are to work the works of God. When it comes to healing and, and the manifestations of God's power, what needs to happen? We need to do something. We must work the works of him. And, and, and of course, after he said these things in verse 6, he, this is when he spat on the ground, made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. When he washed, he came back seeing. What did Jesus do? What was he doing? He was working the works of God. What if Jesus had stood by and said, well, the Lord wills. If God wants this man to see, well, obviously he can make him see. How many know a blind guy goes home blind? But he had to work it. Amen. And what we're not talking about, we're not talking about working in the flesh. I'm going to try really hard to see. Not talking about, how many know God doesn't need your effort? What he needs is your trust. And every step, every action that we take, we take in faith, believing that as we move, God moves. And that his power is revealed as we go. Look at John chapter 5. We are working with the Spirit of God. Amen. He's helping us in all things. What if you were to share the gospel, share, share the, uh, the forgiveness of sins, the gospel of the Lord Jesus with a person? Would the Holy Spirit help you to do that? <laughs> it's one of the main things He does. Isn't that right? And how many know if He doesn't help you, nobody's getting saved. All the things that we do, if He doesn't help us here tonight, nobody's getting healed. But He's faithful. He's on assignment. He's here for a reason. Amen. Listen, God may have caught you off guard before. He may have asked you to do something and you weren't ready to go. But I tell you what, you have never caught him off guard. There is never a time when you said, Lord, I need help. And he stumbled around and, and you know, knocked his coke over and, you know, and <laughs> fumbling around the throne there and thought, ah, what? Okay, give me a minute. No, at all times, he is ready. And he is able. Watching over his word to perform it. Waiting for someone to take up what he has said so he can help him out. In John chapter 5 and verse 7, 17, 5, 17. But Jesus answered them. Uh, they were, you know, fussing about him healing people on the Sabbath day. Religion was messing them up. Uh, verse 17, he answered them, My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Say, who was doing it? Well, the father was. Who? Jesus. <laughs> right? There was no really distinguishing thing between them, two separate, 
two separate persons in the Godhead. But who was doing the work? Well, they were. The Father was. Jesus was. Who's working here tonight? Well, we are. And the Lord is. Well, who's going to heal people? We are. And the Lord is. Someone said, well, you're saying we're doing the healing? Well, kind of. How many understand what we're talking about? Not confused thinking that we could do it by ourselves. But good news, we don't ever have to try by ourselves. I don't at one time in my whole life have to live one more day by myself. I don't have to do this in my own strength. I don't have to try to get anybody healed in my own power. I can tell you the answer to that right up front. It's not going to work. But I never have to deal with that. Never, ever through all eternity will I ever be alone. And will His help and will God's power ever be held back from my life and from yours? Amen. Well, what if I've sinned? You have, so forget about that. (laughs) If that were a disqualifier, I wouldn't even try to pray for you. (laughs) I wouldn't even pray for myself if I thought my sin was going to keep it away from me. I'm not coming on that basis, and you shouldn't either. We're coming on the fact that he loves us and Jesus gave his life for us, was the supreme sacrifice. And now we come in his goodness and his righteousness and his mercy and not on our own merits. Again, Jesus said the Father's been working and I've been working. This verse says, says it this way in the Amplified Bible. But Jesus answered them, my Father has worked even until now. He has never ceased working. He is still working and I too must be at divine work. What was this tell us? God is always moving. Someone said, I'm just praying the Lord would move. He's always working. He's always doing something. Therefore, because we know that, we must work. Amen. It's kind of like uh, the radio signals and the television signals that are, uh, that are coming through, our, through this building right now, right? They're here. They're on. They're constantly flowing. What do we need to do? We need to tune in. You get the right receiver. You get a radio. You get a television or something. We can draw from those signals at any given moment, at any time. All right? God is always working. And he's waiting for someone to tap in. Someone, because he's on, we should be on. You know, almost like the the thought that some have uh, criticized a little bit, uh, some in charismatic circles, saying, well, you guys think the whole, you can just turn the Holy Spirit on and off. <laughs> well, how many know he doesn't turn off? He's not taking a break. He's not getting tired. He's not, his, his mind doesn't wander. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> but at all times, he's on. He's at work. And waiting for us to work the works of him who sent us. Look at John 14. Talking about how we work with the Lord. Uh, John 14 and verse 11. Jesus said here believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also. Who will do them? Those who believe in him. He said, if you believe in me, you'll do the same thing that I do. The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these, he will do because I go to my Father. Now, how many know 
him going to the Father, what did that mean? You read the rest of the teaching here. He's saying, I'm leaving. The Spirit of God is coming. I'm leaving. The Spirit is coming. That is the reason that you can do the exact same things that I do. Again, can, could we do them without that? No. But we don't have to try. He, he, Jesus left. The Spirit of God came. And now he's helping us to do all things well. He's helping us to do all the works of God, the works of Jesus. And again, there's no delineation between the, 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 the two things there. Look at uh, uh, another place, uh, Mark chapter 5. Everybody okay tonight? Getting ready? If you need to receive something from the Lord tonight, I tell you what, get ready. He's working. And we are going to work the works of him who sent us. Praise God for that. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> The Holy Spirit is in us to help us succeed and do the works of Jesus. Now, you, you recall last time we were, we were explaining and talking to you about how God was teaching Moses how to act in his place and how the Scripture even said that he would be as God to Pharaoh and Aaron would be his prophet. And he was teaching Moses how to wield the power of God, how to use what he had given him and make decisions with it. And he taught him to do that. And, of course, Moses abused it at the one point when he said to speak to the, speak to the rock and water would come out. Moses didn't do it. He took, took his, his rod there and struck the rock twice. But how many know it still worked? Because he, he, had, he had something from the Lord, just like we have something from the Lord. And we can, by our own choice and by our own will, wield the power of God and God is waiting for people to step up and do this I'm just waiting for God to move quit he already did and the moment you take a step of faith and act on these things that's when things happen and uh, like I said and we, we looked at Elisha as well and and raising that child up from the dead and and and, and we saw that he, he didn't have a word from the Lord God didn't tell him to do it he did it on his own we know that because he didn't work at first and when God tells you something specifically, it works. All right? But if you don't have a word from God, he's not telling you to do something as far as specifically at this moment in time. Does that mean we're stuck? Does that mean we can't have something happen? No. It means you're still saved. You still have the Spirit of God in you. Why don't you go ahead and do it anyway? Amen. And he did that. And he got no results at first. So he adjusted. And he prayed a little bit until, until the child was raised up. Amen. Are there other situations in the Bible where someone acted and they moved by faith, but they didn't get an instant result? There are. And what did they do? They adjusted, they changed until, until the situation changed. That's how we always are to operate. We are not seeking God for a yes or a no. We're not asking him and then going to see if he's going to do it. I already know for a fact that the Lord has provided all these things for us. And so we're just working. We're working with the power of God. Working with His anointing and His ability. And we are absolutely going to change everything that's wrong. I tell you what, any person can do this. Any person can, can receive from the Lord that which He has provided. But we can't have a, well, let's see if this works kind of attitude. Not see if it works. Work it. <laughs> Amen. Use what you have and work it. Say, did Jesus ever run into this? Glad you asked. Or was that me? Uh, 
uh, Mark chapter 5, and this is when he came to the area of the Gadarenes, and that demon-possessed man was lived in the tombs there and lived in the caves, and, and he would cut himself, and they'd bind him, tie him up with change, and he'd break him. I mean, the guy was full of the devil, big time. Look what happened here in verse 6. When he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Look at verse 8. For he said, Come out of the man, unclean spirit. He what? He said. What's that? That means he already said that. That means Jesus walked up to the demoniac and he said, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. What did the unclean spirit do? He didn't go out. Well, how rude. That was Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what do you do? If, I mean, if you speak something, you command something and it doesn't happen. Jesus commanded the spirit to come out and he didn't. He started talking. Started having a conversation. Lord, don't torment me and da-da-da, I know who you are. And That's not what Jesus said. But you can see he didn't get the desired result the first time he, he acted. Now, don't get me wrong. If I, as I read the Scripture, most of the time, bam, just like that. Most of the time, things are re reacting and responding immediately. He speaks to the fig tree and immediately from the roots. <sighs> It dies. Remember, he cursed that fig tree. He said, no one eat from you hereafter. Immediately things change. Well, what happens when the demon talks back? <laughs> Parents, have you ever had a child talk back? <laughs> if you said, you know, go clean your room. And they said, but mom, but dad. And they, and they said, but this, 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 and this. Did you give up? If you did, we need to talk. <laughs> but what do you do? Because you're in authority there, because you are the boss, you stay with it until that child obeys, right, and does what you've asked them to do. That's the correct way to deal with a child. Now, not to draw a direct parallel with a child and the devil, however... We have authority in the name of Jesus over the devil. And Jesus here commanded him to come out. And he started talking. So what happened? Did he give up? Well, I guess that one didn't work. Verse 9, then he asked him, what is your name? In other words, he changed his approach. And he, said, and he answered saying, my name is Legion for we are many. So, and so he begged him earnestly that he would not send him out of the country. And then, you know, you, you, you read on. And, of course, there was the, the pigs, and, and the demons went into the pigs, and they ran off the sea and went into the, into the water, and that's another subject. But how many know they came out? What's our stance? Always comes out. The sickness, the disease, the infirmity, the demon, whatever it is, always comes out. I'm not going to stand here and let it stay. And that's the aggressive approach and the stance that we take towards all the works of the devil. Not going to allow it to remain in my life. Something's not going right with you. And maybe someone says, I don't really know how to fix it. I don't really know what to do different. That's okay. 
But hold this stance. I will not permit my life to keep going down the wrong path. I will not permit my health to go downhill. I'm not going to let it happen. You say, but what if I don't know what to do? Take this stance. I'm going to find out what to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask questions. I'm going to have other people pray. I'm going to get this. There is nothing keeping me. I am going to live and not die. I am going to ha- declare the works of the Lord. I am not going to be overcome with problems and with defeat and with failure and with the attack of the enemy. Come on. I tell you what, the Lord is pleased with you when you take a stance like that. He's, I mean, the cheerleaders in heaven are saying, rah, rah, rah. They're, I think they're angels and stuff. But no. They're saying, way to go. That is a man, that is a woman of God who's going to get something from him. Amen. Let's look at, uh, let's look at one more uh, this evening. Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. Again, looking at different instances. We looked at some in the Old Testament last week. But looking at instances where someone took a step of faith and it didn't, it didn't change immediately. There wasn't an immediate response. Things didn't immediately clear up. What do you do? Mark chapter 8. Let's look over here in verse uh, 22. Uh, then he came to Bethsaida and brought a blind man to him, another blind guy, all right, and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. All right. Re- Sometimes I read over these things and I realize people get hung up on, why did he do that? That's because the town was full of unbelief. All right. If you're surrounded by unbelief, you're surrounded with a family, with friends who say you're going to die, you're never going to get this, you're foolish to, uh, taking this uh, faith approach to things, that can hinder you, that can hurt your faith, that can hinder you from receiving from the Lord, and so sometimes it's a good idea to get away. Amen. Good news is, though, tonight, we're in a place surrounded by people of faith. Amen. And uh, if you're one of that saying, I don't know about this, you're outnumbered. <laughs> and it's going to happen anyway <laughs> praise the lord and uh, god's at work so uh anyway so he he took him led him out of town and when he had spit on his eyes he put his hands on him and asked him if he saw anything he did what he asked him if he saw anything and uh, he looked up and said i see men like trees walking in other words jesus got partial success here he got it to go a little bit i've had this uh uh, stuff like this happen quite a few times where i minister healing to someone pray with someone lay hands on the sick and the pain or the problem their condition goes part way so what do you do when it goes part way well i kind of look at it like this if, I've, if, if I'm a, a builder and I'm in possession of a hammer um, and I know how to swing it, I can use that hammer any day of the week. Sunday, Saturday, Friday. Why? Because I have it. If there's a nail sticking out, I can hit it. I don't have to pray about it. I don't have to give a whole lot of thought. wonder if I should hit this nail. Maybe it's supposed to be up. No, nails are supposed to be in. 
If it's sticking out of the wall or something, what do you hit it? Right? What if you hit the nail and it doesn't go all the way in? Again, that doesn't that's not too complicated. Hit it again. What if it doesn't go in all the way? What if it's still sticking out a little bit? See, we, 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 we don't even need to ask questions, do we? we don't, we're not going to call someone who is an expert in hammering nails and say, I've hit this thing twice now. What do you think I should do? I mean, it didn't go in all the way. Do I need to get a different nail? What, 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 what do I need to do in this circumstance? I think probably 100% of us are smarter than that. <laughs> and we wouldn't seek counsel and make a big deal of it. We would just hit the thing again until it goes all the way in. Do you know that's the same approach I take with any kind of enemy attack, any kind of demonic stuff, any kind of sickness and disease? If I hit it once, zapped it, if it's still moving a little bit, what am I going to do? I'm just going to hit it again. I might even swing harder. <laughs> Amen. Well, until when? Till it's all gone. And that's what Jesus did. He ministered to this guy, and the guy said, I can see a little bit. It's like, they look like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes, what? Again. And made him look up, and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. And then he said, don't go back to town. <laughs> Why? Wow, they're going to talk you out of it. Right? How I many it's important to know after you get healed? Come back to church. Because you will not keep it a lot of times. If you don't keep yourself built up in faith. Amen. And that comes by being in the word. Amen. Amen. Some people make that mistake. We've had situations like that here. Where people get. Uh, I mean power of God hits them. Drives out tumors and different things. Leave their body. And last time you ever see them. What happened? Well they just went back to living a carnal natural life. They opened themselves up. And before you know it they stopped believing it. And they think oh it was just something. And. Then it comes back to him. Jesus taught that the devil works that way. Remember what he said in another place? When the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest, finds none, comes back, finds the house where he was empty, swept, and garnished, and brings with, it, with him seven more spirits more wicked than himself. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. That's just the nature of how the devil works. He gets his butt kicked. He's going to go out, stumble around for a while, and see if he can come back. And if people aren't on their guard, he's back. And then someone who doesn't know any better, they say, oh, see, that wasn't real. See, that wasn't the real thing. They never really got anything. Well, of course they did. Of course they did. They got it and lost it. But we can get it and keep it. Amen. We can get it and keep it because the Holy Spirit never leaves us, never forsakes us. And he's always there every single time to help us. Amen. And uh, I'm really convinced here tonight that the Holy Spirit wants to help each and every one of us. And if you need healing in your body, He wants to help, help us get it out of you. 
We're not operating on our own. We're not operating in our own strength. But the power of God is present to heal. The power of God is present to deliver. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Let's go ahead and do that. Praise God. Amen. Father, thank you tonight for the works of God. Lord, we just, we just set ourselves in a position now to work the works of Him who sent us. We set ourselves in position to do the works of Jesus. And we thank you that as we do, diseases leave, pains and problems go. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you praise for doing a great work, for doing a mighty thing. He's helping us already here tonight. Thank you, Lord.